Hello, listeners. This is Seattle Diva, brought to you by NM Entertainment and hosted by yours truly, Naomi Morgan. We are here today to give you some insight into the entertainment industry, have on some special guests, and talk about some really good topics, and I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm here to actually discuss casting. Casting is a really tricky thing in the entertainment business, and it's actually probably one of the hardest things to uh, deal with, I think. And that would probably depend on who you are, of course. If you're an actor or a performer and you're trying to get cast, it's it's a brutal business and the decisions are hard. And, you know, something I've heard a lot of people say lately is it just has very little control to do with what you are capable of and what you bring to the table. And there's so many other elements, so many other things that you could never possibly imagine. Sometimes it's just like, the costume is only going to fit this size, so they have to they have to be this size. Or, you know, we already cast our leading man, so the, and he's 5'9", so the gal has to be 5'6", or 5'7". It's just one of those really tricky things. And, you know, that's when we're speaking about casting for a musical. When I'm trying to cast for a vocal trio, it gets really tricky because there's all these different things that come into play. And the hardest one for me is really the balance between brand and what will sell and talent. Because at the end of the day, if I'm a producer producing entertainment, I want the most talented people I could possibly find. Not to say that my people aren't talented, but they have to be talented and fit all of the other elements that I need for my show. So, or for my my vocal trio or whatever cabaret or production I'm putting together. It's really hard because sometimes somebody is so talented, um, but the brand represents, you know, a specifically a, a specific production. It has to be glamorous, let's say. That is always an easy example. So I may find some a look to be beautiful and to be attractive and that you know even maybe how I would prefer to wear my makeup or my hair but the brand doesn't call for that so like the Memphis Bells it's 1930s glamour you have to have bright lipstick you have to have your hair in those I don't know the girls are so good at doing that you know you have to have your hair up in that 1930s kind of fashion and you know Memphis Bells are very uniform unlike the Calamity Janes or even Tweenland you can be different heights different sizes but the Memphis Bells wear matching dresses you know all of my other groups are uh they all wear more coordinating outfits but you know my golden age they wear matching outfits so they have to be similar in kind of everything uh different personalities of course but not in type and so sometimes somebody who may be the, you know, I might run into somebody who's this incredible golden age vocalist may not fit the actual look of the brand. And that always kind of, it almost breaks my heart because I want to give talent and opportunity to those people who are talented, as, of course, as long as they fit my mission. My mission is to not be a diva jerk to other people within the company. But that's just... That's probably my biggest challenge when it comes to casting. Um, Also, too, availability. That's always a really tough one because sometimes you find the person that you've been 
looking for for so long with this, you know, I have this vision in my head, very specific vision, and they're booked for another show. Or they're going to Paris. Or they're in school. And when you have clients that have already booked shows, you have to deliver. And if I don't pre-book shows, I have no promising revenue to even create the production. So this it's this weird balancing act on top of this very... Um, you know, like where to compromise. Okay, if we if we push it off a little longer, I kind of ran into that with the Valentinos, trying to find, you know, a, another Valentino. And if you don't know who the Valentinos are, they're my new dashing gentleman's gold, vocal trio, part of my golden age entertainment. And, uh, you know, I just can't find the right people who can be available. And that is always really tough with casting because even though you have someone you really want to use they can't start until this date so that's always another bane of my existence uh, and of course casting for tweenland which if you don't know about tweenland get with it because tweenland is my kids pop cover band and you might be thinking oh that's for babies that's so silly and i don't want to hear pop music Wait till you come to a Tweenland concert, okay? I'm talking kids that are like five to maybe eleven if they're if they're not too cool for school, jumping up and down like a little mini mosh pit, and they are copying everything that those tween stars are singing and all of those dance moves that those tween stars are dancing, and all of a sudden you get this giddy feeling like you know that feeling when you're on the swings? If you haven't been on the swings in a long time and you're over 25, go sit on a swing and you will instantly smile because it brings back so much joy. So learn about Tweenland. It's on our website, nmentertainment.com. They are so amazing. Casting that can be hard because you want to find someone that can relate to the kids. Now, again, there are lots of great pop singers out there, but when I'm casting for Tweenland, it has to be somebody who can meet those kids where they're at. It's a really, really tricky thing, and there's so many talented people who have auditioned for Tweenland or have done Tweenland, and when you have this experience of doing Tweenland, no matter how old we get, and remember, if you didn't already know, I did Tweenland. I cannot do it anymore, because if you get significantly older than the kids eventually they catch on uh so yeah there's my casting for tweenland now diva tech is really really fun to play with i love casting it the tough part about casting diva tech is that you got you've heard my ladies you've heard of my diva tech ladies who hosted the first season okay those ladies are queens and finding those kind of personalities with the vocal power that is demanded, uh, it, it's just really hard to find. And I love my uh, Diva Tech. Uh, we call them original divas. Hey, Diva Tech. I miss you all. They are passing the torch, and we will be announcing our concert. Uh, stay tuned and check our website. I will let you know when that is posted. Uh, finding new divas will be a huge challenge because those are really big shoes to fill, but it'll be the most fun because you really get to explore raw talent. And so I'm really excited to pick apart what Seattle and Tacoma has to offer. Tacoma, 
If you don't listen yet, I'm coming for you. I'm ready to dig into your untapped talent because I know that there is a lot of talent in Tacoma that has not yet been able to flourish. So I'm excited to work in the South End. Diva Tech, I love you so much. I could sing SWV all day long. Another show that can be hard to cast is um, Calamity Janes. Hey, hey, if you don't know about the Calamity Janes, they are this great uh, country girl line dancing group, and they're kind of like coyote ugly, but they we like to throw in these great country classics. Devil Went Down to Georgia, because you can't do it without Devil Went Down to Georgia. That's like the number! So... As of now, I have three very incredible Calamity Janes, but when I was thinking about even casting our backups for that, like there's still this brand of glam factor that my company um, has to uphold, but also, you know, all of it has to have this impeccable talent. So it's always this strange balancing. And availability! Let's go back to availability. That's a huge one. Sometimes with availability comes, you know, compromise. So, you know, my Valentinos, which are my newest group that haven't launched yet, I planned on opening them in February of 2019, but we didn't have the right crew. And I'll tell you something, okay? When you're casting and putting together all of this content, you're almost having to do it around your cast, especially when I'm casting an original group and original group of performers so I call them my leads so when I create a show they're essentially my lead performers and then I build the show around them as much as I can and then from there I will find subs to fill in and it's always tricky you know because you know do I need a sub who you know do I just find someone who can kind of blandly fit in do I find someone who can really mimic the lead personality and talent and persona that they bring to the table or do I cast somebody who can just kind of be really fast and 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 cover or or like be there I'm so sorry or like be their own original performer you know so like that's always a balancing act so at the end of the day I don't know what I'm doing I'm just trying to cast the right people. I also don't want to cast people I don't want to work with because, ew, I don't want to work with you. Sometimes that might be the case. I can't recall anyone right now because um, I try not to carry any kind of bitterness in my heart. But Jesus, I'm not perfect. At the end of the day, casting just really, just really has to do with a lot of different elements And for me and for running an entertainment company, at the end of the day, my biggest argument is I cannot sell that or I can sell that to my clients. I would love to just sell raw entertainment all the time of just talented diamond in the rough. But if I can't package and sell something, I can't use them. But I would love to say to all artists out there, if you are talented You will have a moment to shine. And every time you get that moment to shine, stop and say, if I got this part, if I got this opportunity, or if I didn't, it will not validate me as an artist. It just gives me the opportunity to share my craft. 
Have a good day, everyone.